Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, Disney shareholders cast a surprising vote on executive pay. Disney Cruise Line joins Walt Disney World in reminding their guests that they can enter your room whenever they want. And a new patent filed by Disney could lead to some interesting attractions. We'll have more on that. Also this week, we're going to discuss some current rumors. And we'll discuss an article by contributor, contributor Mary McCormick about the sacred attractions of the Disney theme parks. And are they really all that sacred? All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 979, for the week of March 13th, 2018. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner. Joined at the table this week by my good friends, Mr. John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. Kathy Whirling. Hi, everybody. Julie Martin. Hey, y'all. And back in the production nook, our associate producer, Rhino Clavin. Hello. And our producer, Mr. Craig Williams. Hi. Well, welcome, everyone. Hope you're having a good week. Special thoughts going out to our friends up in the Northeast who are getting hit with their third storm in as many weeks. (laughs) You know, John and I... We had that nor'easter of, what was it, 96 or 97? And in 98, we were living here because we both said once we went out to our cars and the snow was up to our waist, we're done. Mm-hmm. Same reason I moved, but I did it just a couple of years ahead. Yep. We had to shovel our balcony. To keep it from collapsing. Keep it from collapsing. Oh, wow. And it got shoveled onto the car. Yeah. That you then had to shovel out the car. It was terrible. It was awful. It was awful. So we feel your pain. We're just glad we're not in it. And for, you know... Those of us down here that tend to gloat, oh, you know, it's 70 and sunny. Uh, you, remember, you can get us back in the summer when it's 70 and sunny by you and it's 140 here. So I don't have to shovel heat. Yeah, right, that's, that's true. I don't have to shovel. Although sometimes, sometimes it feels like you need to shovel the humidity. It's I don't so, have to scrape heat off my car. So, all right, just a couple things in housekeeping. I want to remind everybody there'll be some... Changes to the schedule uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, a number of us are going to be in Italy uh, starting this weekend. I'm leaving Sunday. Um, so uh, next Tuesday will be a pre-recorded show. We're going to re- pre-record uh, probably Friday, um, and that will go up on Tuesday. Um, the following week will be our 7 and 7 show, so there will be no Tuesday show like this. But from uh, Monday, March 26th through Friday the 30th, the first five episodes of our Seven Resorts in Seven Days series will go up. And then that will resume on uh, April 2nd and April 3rd for uh, day six and seven. So you will not have, you'll have a, a show next week on Tuesday and then seven and sevens covering the next two Tuesdays because we don't get back until I think that Monday, right, Greg? Mm, Tuesday. Come on that Tuesday. Tuesday yeah. So, it's going to be kind of hard to do a show on the plane um, coming back. But looking forward to that trip, of course. We're heading out to, we're doing a Diz Cruise on uh, the Viking Sky down the Italian coast. Very so, exciting. very, very excited to see the ship. And I've never done Viking before. So, so some interesting restrictions. Can't wear jeans in the 
dining room and oh yeah things like that yeah they're a little so these guys were telling me i didn't realize that i'm glad they told me deal this will be my third and i've worn jeans in every dining room oh really oh it said very specifically that after six o'clock you're not supposed to be wearing jeans not supposed to be and can't are different things and like what in my stateroom (laughs) I've never had anybody say anything It's, you know, the same thing You should come to the dining room looking nice It'll be fun, it'll be a lot of fun Uh, Now for those just wanting to know what, uh, Reminding you what resorts we're covering In our 7 Resorts in 7 Days series We'll be talking about all-star movies Pop Century, Art of Animation, Coronado Springs Saratoga Springs, Port Orleans French Quarter And Port Orleans Riverside So we really kind of stuck to Values and Moderates with uh, Saratoga in there because we never did it. So uh, the daily fix will continue to go up while we're gone. Uh, Tom Bell and Tyler Crouch out in California will be uh, doing them in our absence. And uh, we're going to be updating uh, the Dreams Unlimited Travel Facebook page from uh, during our trip. So head over to Facebook and you know follow follow along there. And of course, uh, I think we're all going to be tweeting. So how you doing on Twitter followers, Kevin? I got more. I don't think I'm even close to John yet. I'll tell you in one second. I wasn't prepared. I don't have this and while, research. And yeah, while he looks up his numbers, um, I want to remind folks that if you want to follow Dreams on Twitter, it's at Dreams You Travel, and we'll be tweeting as well uh, live pictures from everything. I'm going to uh, piggyback onto your housekeeping. The Dreams Unlimited Travel podcast will not be on for the next three weeks. So that's it. I'm done. He can't even, won't even pre-record his show. Well, they're all pre-recorded, but I'm giving Craig a break, so he doesn't have to upload everything. Aw, he's very sweet. Isn't that nice of me? So uh, I think he was looking forward to recording those in Rome and putting them up. Well, we've been recording them, yeah, for sure. As opposed to... Should we do uh, them live from Rome? I think so. I think he would enjoy that. I think he'd rather do that than see the city of Rome. (laughs) Should we do it at the Coliseum? (laughs) Let's go. Right. Don't need a yeah, hell of a venue. Would <laughs> that would be a great get. I got two hundred extra followers. But oh, so that's did, not nearly enough. But so did John. See, oh. that defeats the purpose of what we were trying to accomplish. John's still two hundred ahead of me. I told you they were expensive. You know who follows me that I'm so shocked about? Soledad O'Brien. Oh, cool. I, really? Go figure. She's probably watching now. <laughs> Hi, Soli. <laughs> there she goes quick <laughs> really unfollow <laughs> alright so that's everything for me in housekeeping anybody else Anything? I do Kathy I just wanted to make a quick comment there's been some I try not to pay attention to the comments on the YouTube videos but there's been a number of people who asked about my eye and it's nothing I've ever hidden from anybody I'm blind in my left eye kid hit me in the eye with a rock I'd be glad to explain it to anybody that wanted to know about it, but I'm not cross-eyed. I don't have other issues. I'm blind in one eye. So there you go. Some people on the, those comments are really nice, and others are just jerks. And I think to myself, it's it, must the be, it must be nice mm-hmm. to live in anonymity. Yes. It's the Internet. It doesn't bother me anymore. Used yeah. to. Doesn't. Yeah. You know what? We got the better end of the deal. I'm going to Italy. (laughs) What bothers me, it's funny, what bothers me is not when they say bad things about me, but when they say bad things about everybody else. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. I get very defensive, like, don't say that. It's all right. I agree. But it is what it is. 
Um, anything else for housekeeping? Next Wednesday, 321 is World Down Syndrome Day. So awesome. wear crazy socks in honor of my Ferris or anyone that you know with Down Syndrome. And when someone asks you why your socks are crazy, tell them it's because you love somebody with Down Syndrome. Bring awareness. I like that. I am kind of annoyed that I'm not going to be around for the the student march. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> I'm, so when we're on the ship, if I just walk out and tell you all I'm protesting. <laughs> That's why. Then you'll know why. Were you going to walk out of, like, off our balcony? No, like, out, yeah, maybe. <laughs> out into the hallway. I told John I was going to go away from work. He goes, you'll be in Italy. Shut up. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Anything from you guys in the back? Um, if you're a Patreon supporter, um, there's a new app that I'm going to be trying out. For you need to stop years. smoking. Uh, yeah, right. I do not smoke. Um, but his eyes are, like, closed. <laughs> I, <laughs> That's just my eyes, Julie. <laughs> um, Sounds I, like Kathleen Turner. It, um, so it's an app that can live stream directly into the into the site. So I'm going to try and test that out. If Remind people what Patreon is, Rhino. Um, it is a way that you can help um, support the day-to-day runnings of our podcast with like uh, things like equipment upgrades, stuff like that. Um, it helps us produce the show, those the shows that we do. Um, different tier. This is like a, it's not like a subscription service. You can donate once, you can donate continually, you can do different tiers, give you different rewards. Um, We're going to restructure some of those a little bit, but also um, this new app I have is live streaming into um, the site directly, so I'm going to give that a test, and I think I'm going to try that out in Italy, and I am going to try it with the $25 and up tier to start with. That doesn't mean I might not lower it or whatever, but I'm just going to see, and I can't guarantee how much it's going to work with Wi-Fi and where we are and stuff like that. But so just pay attention. Well, remember, I have, perks I, have, I have unlimited data yeah. on my phone, so just it, let me know what I need to download. I, just, I was just thinking um, it might be fun to just, you know, in the morning, show some shots here and there or whatever. If it works, if it, if it doesn't work, like I said, I'm not sure. So don't, don't quote me on this, but just pay attention. That'll be these random notifications you start getting if you have the app on your phone. It'll be like, Patreon went live. And that's a, just so you're aware, you know, anybody that's a supporter or anything like that. Awesome. <clears throat> All right. Anything else? Then we'll throw it over to Johnny with the news. All right. I don't know which one we're doing first. We are starting with Occupied. Okay. Got it. I just didn't know because we added a news story. All right. Our first news story. Disney Cruise Line begins replacing Do Not Disturb signs. Following the trend set by Walt Disney World and other hotel chains, Disney Cruise Line has begun replacing the Do Not Disturb signs with room-occupied signs aboard their fleet of ships. The new sign asserts Disney Cruise Line's right to enter the stateroom at any time, even if the sign is displayed. Changes are being made at hotels nationwide following the Las Vegas shooting, in which the gunman allegedly hid several suitcases filled with weapons in his room unnoticed. So are they going to start going through our suitcases, too? Well, is that the next thing? Well, let's let's. I won't even finish the story, but let's talk about this a minute. Disney Cruise Line is different than a hotel. You have to go through a metal detector. <clears throat> yep. Your luggage is scanned, and there's dogs that are sniffing it mm-hmm. and stuff. So, I get why they're doing this, but it's not the same situation as a hotel. There's not at all. Extra security on a Disney Cruise Line ship. And, you know, I. I and I, I did the Daily Fix yesterday and was talking about this, and, and I'll repeat what I said then. You know, it's security theater. It really is. It's security theater. It's not... You... 
when when that the shoe bomber. Remember that the shoe bomber. One guy tries to light a shoe on fire and blow a plane up, and then millions and millions of people now have to take their shoes off when they go through security. Um, I don't know if they've caught any more shoe bombers. Um, it, you know, and I've had people that work for TSA that that are friends of mine that have said, yeah, it's it's a lot of it's security theater. A lot of it is just to make you feel better about getting on a plane. It does, and I'm okay with that. <clears throat> yeah, I'm okay with you taking your shoes off. I am to to a degree, to a degree. But now we're talking about. And what are the stories we've heard coming out of world? Then people getting walked in on while they're like naked. Um, people getting walked in on even, you know, it, it, all these stories. What's, I th- what's more likely that they're going to catch a mass shooter or they're going to get a sexual harassment lawsuit because somebody's going to walk in at the wrong time and somebody's going to feel assaulted by that. But I still say, <clears throat> you know, back when I used to travel for my job, Um, You know, like one of the first things I learned to do was to put that bar on the door. It just always surprises me that Mm -hmm. at at Disney World that somebody walked into your room. If you have that bar on the door. Upper lock, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever it's called. still do it, but it's much more difficult. Right. It's going to delay it a little bit so you can put some clothes on. Now, if I can understand, if somebody's declining housekeeping and, you know, nobody. Okay, then I can understand it. But if you have housekeepers in that room every day, why can't you train housekeeping? Because maybe you'll have to pay them more. Um, like, say, okay, these are some things you want to keep an eye out mm-hmm. for. Um, doesn't that make more sense? Isn't that much less invasive? Um, I, I don't know. I, I have there's – a, there's a trend with this that bothers me. Um, I'm, I'm fine with airport security. When I get pulled, sometimes I do because I will go through with a lot of electronics. N- never give them a hard time. Whatever you need to do, I'm fine with. That's one thing because you have to be screened before you get on a plane. But your point is well taken, John. You're pretty well screened going onto this ship. So what is it they need to go in the room for? I, gotta I go think with- maybe th- I'm going to guess. That this is just to keep in line with world. Yeah, maybe just to even out their policies. I want to go back to the hotel one. When we first said the story about the hotel, I kind of understand why Disney's doing it. Because God forbid something happened at Mm -hmm. Disney. Then it becomes, why didn't Disney do more to protect people? And there's been stories out there that Disney is considered one of the big soft targets. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I, I kind of, you know, I don't. No one should have, you know, be walked in on if they're in a compromising position. There should be some policy in place that prevents that. But I see why they're doing it because, God forbid, in the big, big scheme of things, if something happens, forget about it. It's going to just oh, yeah. be Disney's going to be the target of why couldn't you do something more? Cruise line, this feels silly. Um, um, housekeeping is in there twice a day, if not more. Yeah, and. Like you said, everyone's screened before you get on the ship. So they, unless they have, unless it's a legal reason, unless for some legal reason they say we have to let you know that this is a possibility, because if three days into the cruise someone hasn't let us in their stateroom, we want to make sure that you know we have the right to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm, well, I'm interested to see what the stories are going to be, because I think right now they've started on the dream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's first. not fleet wide yet. Um, I want to see what the stories are coming back. Are we going to hear the same types of stories coming off of Cruise Line that we were hearing coming from World when they first implemented this policy? That we still hear, by the way, that, you know, Disney is undaunted. 
um, with this. And, you know, so I'm, I'm interested, I'm interested to see what, what we're going to get back from this, but I don't know. I think, you know, I'm, 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 I'm big on security, but I'm big on security that makes sense. Right. There right. has um, to be a balance here. Somewhere. And I don't know how much sense this makes and, you know, at what cost, at what cost? Now, like, you know, if, you know, you know, if I really think if Disney wants to pick up their security beyond metal detectors, start doing the x-ray machines before you go in. Universal does it. I got to tell you, and it's quick and it's easy and they look and see what's in everybody's bag. So it's not that long. That's talking about going into a park. This is going into a hotel. And how do you do? You put a metal detector at every possible entrance and exit from a hotel. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying at the hotels per se. I'm saying there are ways. You know, if you want to obviously protect the parks, um, look, it's a it's a rough world. It's a rough world that these things even have to be discussed. Right? Can you because one crackpot decides to open open fire from the balcony of a building with high powered rifles and kill God knows how many people. Um, I was going to say, I bet there's 50 families out there who think this is okay. Who wish it happened? That wish it happened. No, uh, uh, but do you? Do, the stuff was in this guy's luggage. Stuff wasn't just laying out around. I think the room. there's an easier way to do this. But, but I'm that, saying, I don't think you want to talk. But I'm about saying, it if we, show. if we really, yeah, right, right. No, I don't. But what I'm saying is, this guy had it in his luggage. So really, going into his room wouldn't have made any difference. What would have mattered? But he would let no one into his room either. Saying, right. Yeah, well, that is, and that that's a red flag. But I'm saying that unless they're going to start going through your luggage. Like in your room, opening your luggage. Then, really, if that's the reason you're doing this, then why not go? Why not go there? Because they know damn well what's going to happen. They know damn well what's going to happen. People are going to start suing them because this was stolen and that way. You know, and again, there's a balance here, right? Because you think to yourself, why was this guy allowed to not have his room cleaned for three or four days or whatever it was, and that not raise a flag? So there's a balance between I. They should be able to go in my room anytime they want. Versus they should have due cause and a reason to go in and look. I think it has to go on both sides because it's like Disney's trying to do this not to be intrusive, but to try to protect you. And people who were in those rooms or on the cruise ship need to realize they're doing this not to aggravate you or to see you naked. They're trying to, you know, keep you safe. And whether that's the exact way to do it, at least they're trying something. Mm -hmm. All right, should we move on? Yes. All right, our next news story. Disney shareholders vote on executive pay while Disneyland workers demonstrate outside. Did I go too fast? No. No, I was trying to fix the sound. I wasn't looking at the clip he switched to. Sorry. Uh, Last week, Walt Disney Company shareholders held their annual meeting at the Hobby Center for the Performing Arts in Houston, Texas. Bob Iger, CEO and chairman, told investors, quote, Disney's creative and financial success reflects the dedication of our cast members around the world, the strength of our stellar management team, and the sport and the support of a world-class board willing to take the bold strategic steps required to achieve our greatest potential. During the meeting, shareholders approved the Disney directors that were presented for election. Shareholders also voted against a non-binding advisory resolution on executive uh, compensation. Uh, Outside the meeting, a group of Disneyland Resort cast members demonstrated demanding, quote, a living wage for employees. 
Three unions that represent Disneyland workers are currently in contract negotiations with the company, while workers at Walt Disney World turned down their most recent offer and are still negotiating the higher wages. Unions on both coasts filed charges with the Labor Relations Board recently after Disney held hostage a $1,000 cast member bonus pending a contract agreement. Uh, Billy Taylor, a food service cast member at Disneyland, said as children exited school buses to attend the meeting, quote, we are creating the magic, we are creating the happiness for them. Taylor said that her $11.50 per hour wage is not enough for her to, quote, make ends meet, leaving her on food stamps and unable to pay her rent. Um, Disney and Iger did not address the workers outside protesting. I just find it interesting that, again, it was a non-binding resolution by the shareholders, but voting against uh, the uh, executive compensation package they were proposing. Um, basically saying that we don't think they should get it. Now, uh, their uh, spokesman for the committee said that the board accepts the results of today's non-binding vote and will take it under advisement for future CEO compensation, but we believe Bob Iger is worth what he's paid, blah, 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 blah. Um, so I'm just curious as to why, though, why the shareholders are drawing the line now or here. Optics. Is it, you know, is it because of the, you know, the, the, the ongoing labor? I think, yeah, I think it looks bad because one of the things I saw said that if you took Bob Iger's salary, that could employ, I think it was like 9,600 Disney cast members. And it's like, okay. I feel bad for the cast members, but I get why Bob Iger deserves, you know, the big bucks. I mean, he's he's what put Disney where it where it is today, and I get that. But I think this is just a no, bad I'm time. gonna I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna disagree. Um, and this may not be the most popular opinion in the room, but <laughs> I think Michael Eisner deserves that. Okay. Yeah. Michael Eisner and Frank Wells are the ones that put the company where it is today. Bob Iger built on on that. Right. Certainly. Okay. Yes. But, I'll agree with but that. Michael Eisner and Frank Wells, you know, saved the company from basically being sold off in pieces. pieces exactly. And really put it on, for better or worse, put it on the trajectory it's on now. Now, you know, in a lot of ways, that kind of gave us the, the new golden age of animation with the Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and the Lion King and Aladdin. Um, it gave us, you know, a, a huge reinvestment in the parks, but it also gave us more money, more money, more money, more money, and put us in that vein of let's soak every dollar out of every stone as much and as often as we can, uh, which has also led to other things. So for better or worse, though, I would have to give that to to Michael Eisner. I think, you know, my, you know, Michael stayed too long at the fair. Right. Um and so when he left, I think it was very negative. Um, but I think for a lot of his tenure, in my opinion, I know there are people who disagree with me, and that's fine. But in well, my opinion, if not for Wells and Eisner, um, and I do think the wheels came off the wagon for Michael Eisner after Frank Wells died. I think Frank Wells was the balance for him. I think it was kind of that, you know, Michael was more in the vein of Walt, and Frank Wells was more in the vein of of um, uh, Roy. Roy, thank you. Um, and when Michael, uh, when Frank Wells died, I think the wheels came off the wagon for Eisner. But I would have to say that, you know, now Iger's done a brilliant job 
of capitalizing on that and building on that. And he's done amazing things. You know, bring you know the first thing he did after he became CEO was Pixar. bought Pixar. Um, you know, the acquisition of Marvel, the acquisition of Lucasfilm, the kind of movies that the Walt Disney Studios are producing now, some of the animation that Walt Disney Studios is producing now. Um, you know, some of the things that have been done to the parks. I mean, look at what we're having done to the parks. Um, so I, I definitely give him that. But um, but wouldn't it be awesome if he could, you know, some of the money that they were willing to spend on him, that they gave it back to the cast members? You know, maybe maybe not everything that they ask for. I don't or, think I don't think those things are mutually exclusive. Oh, I think they can pay the cast members yeah. a living wage. Oh yeah, and pay what the market will bear for their also, CEO. Where does it, you know, is it just him? Is he the only one? I mean, maybe he should go all the way down the line. Oh yeah, say all oh, yeah. the top executives. You know, you're talking about optics. I think you're in a in a time where Disney's conscious of their social image and giving him giving him this compensation during this time doesn't look right. But at the same time, the optics are that cast members are protesting outside the shareholder meeting. Right. Well, there was one story that came out, too, that one of the Disneyland cast members was living in her car. And they didn't find her for weeks. You know, but but she had been fired in the meantime because she didn't show up. And it's like those kind of stories break your heart. Did she pass away in the car? Yes. Oh. Oh. Yes. And and got fired in the meantime, and it's like you know that you know the union's going to promote that story, but that's really sad that people, you know, couldn't make a little more money, you know, you know I don't know where that number is, but sleeping in your car is not the Especially way. Especially in California, California's high cost of living. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know if she died. I just want to. I know what article you're talking about. She was sleeping in her car but then they also brought up where she actually lived and she was holding a disneyland job while we're living like three hours away so maybe that's a different one because this one she had a gym membership or something that that's where she would go to take her showers and stuff but i i feel like i remember reading something about this too yeah and it's like okay you know i get the whole bit about you know if Disney doesn't pay enough. You shouldn't work there. But, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb. But I said, like, when I think of my kids, my kids plan to be at Disney for the long haul. And they're all about, you know, every day. They, they, Katie tells me stories of what she's done for guests. And what does that make you, what do you deserve from that? You deserve at least a living wage, not the, well, go work at McDonald's or go here or go there. Just, you know, Work with the cast members. Maybe you can come to some kind of an agreement. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what, how this union negotiation goes. Yeah. So. All right, our third and final news story. Disney files patent to adjust your ride path depending on how scared you are. Patents filed by Disney suggest that Walt Disney... <laughs> I don't know what happened. Patents filed by Disney suggest that Walt Disney Imagineers are currently working on ride technology... That could change guests' ride paths depending on how frightened they are. If you start to feel sick during the ride, your vehicle would slow down. If you start to feel scared, the attractions could turn off some of the scarier show elements. Hmm. The inverse is true as well. The, tech, the new technology senses that you are bored, then the experience would uh, amp up the intensity. The technology behind this patent could eventually use a combination of the guest's heart rate, 
facial expressions, skin temperature, perspiration, vocal stress, eye movements, and even their Jeez. age to gauge their experience. And, and well, where does the probe go? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. well, I think they missed the fact that you know it's also the wetness of your pants. <laughs> I, I, this is this also sounds weird because this sounds like this is catered to an individual. So. What's the cart look like? Does it have six people in it and one person's yeah. going to ruin it for if everybody look, else? If you look on the actual news story, there's schematics. Mm. And it does look like a smaller ride vehicle with fewer people in it. I, I can tell I, you what. If it was Star Tours and I'm riding with you, it's not going to be very scary. <laughs> really? The whole thing is just going <laughs> to... Well, I was going to say, I wouldn't even get on the ride. I can remember when Teresa and I did that segment about facing your fears. Mm-hmm. And we went to Tower of Terror. And we wanted to go in the chicken exit. And the cast member told us that the chicken exit didn't have seatbelts. So that's how you would know that that really, because we're there like, are you sure you're not putting us on a, we didn't trust, I wouldn't even go in the building if they had (laughs) that, because I wouldn't trust them. That you got the right sensors? Yes, that they would give me the lame version, you know, the chicken version. I wouldn't trust them. My phone can tell me all sorts about things about my health. Things <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to know if you go looking through <laughs> yep. it. So I can't imagine what a car would do if it, you know. Um, I, I'd be intrigued to see, you know, uh, could, are, I wonder if they would. I mean, again, this is all hypothetical. They've just file, filed the patent. Um, so no announcement about we're doing this, we're doing that. A lot of times patents get filed for technologies just in case. And they never come to fruition. But it's a fun, it's, it's a fun story to speculate about. Right. Like what? Like what existing rides? They mentioned the haunted mansion in oh. this article, but I can't imagine that the haunted mansion. I mean, what could they do to make it scarier? Yeah. I mean, Copy the one in Disneyland Paris. Yeah. That one's pretty gruesome. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. But I think to myself, so okay, you're sweating. Well, it's going to be hard to prove in Florida. Who's going to get scared? You know, Look at them. Or your eyes are dilating. But I think so. They're going to tar- start turning things off. That means you could be riding through a ride where the things go on and off and on and off and on and off and on and off. Well, again, you know, we're, we're speculating on what could they possibly do if it's... And one of the things it says is this is not limited to theme parks. Mm. They could use this anywhere. So in pop, movies. Movies, maybe, or even on the cruise ship, making an individual experience that you might go into. I think it sounds cool. It could be, you know, could be very cool. Could be very, very cool. But I was thinking the same thing as Rhino, like, yeah. you know... What's going to happen is you got one person in a car that's scared. Does that now, you know, change the experience for everybody else? Or, you know, for this to really work, you're going to have to like individual cars for people. Or you're going to have to separate them before they get on. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Chickens over here. Yeah. <laughs> people that are not so chicken over here. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't, uh, doesn't make a ton of sense. But Somebody mentioned even like pirates because, you know, with the, the waterfall or not the waterfall, the drop. What if you don't like that kind of stuff? Are they going to have a separate, you know, like chicken part of the rod? I would imagine this would apply more to new attractions mm-hmm. yes. that they yeah. develop as opposed to, I don't know existing. that this could really be applied to existing yeah. attractions. Yeah. This yeah. feels like it might be some VR involved in it. And, yeah, something yeah. like that. Like, I could see it applied, like you mentioned Haunted Mansion uh, in the graveyard scene. If they can tell, like, your kid's freaking out. Maybe as you're moving past, they won't have like the things pop up behind the tombstones, little things like that. But yeah, if anything, Spoiler it's probably almost 50 year old attraction yeah, at this really. point. Um, but I, I could see them maybe stuff like that, or as 
as um, trackless ride systems become more and more popular, being able to integrate also multiple tracks on there so that way it can Push you into travel room exactly kind of kind of like that but at the end of the day i just looked it up a patent lasts like 20 years before other people can start messing with it so at the end of the day anytime disney or universal files a brand new patent it just keeps the other person from stealing it taking it for 20 years so that's better than nothing yeah. all right all right should be interesting to see what happens all right. That'll do it for the news. All right. Thank you, John. Before we move on to rapid fire, I wanted to discuss um, uh, the rumor roundup that we, normally we would have Ryan Teets, who writes the rumor roundups for us and is also the moderator of the Disboard's News and Rumors Forum. Uh, he would normally be with us to do this, but his class schedule has changed. So on Tuesdays, he's in class. He's college college kid. Um, so um, I thought we'd just talk about – there were a few things in, in that I thought were were interesting. Um First, the Main Street Theater that had been announced at D23 last year, not happening. Um, there they're, looks like they're going to be putting all of their efforts in the Magic Kingdom into Tomorrowland in preparation for the 50th, 50th anniversary in 2021. Can I hijack this conversation for a second? Sure. Have any of you guys done the drive around the back of the Magic Kingdom where you go past? Mm-hmm. Like, never, have you seen the big swatch of land that's cleared out? For yep. Tron, mm-hmm. right behind the uh, Space Mountain. Oh no, I haven't. Giant Swatch Land between yeah. Space Mountain and the train. I, I still don't understand train why the they're switch. not just getting rid of uh, Tomorrowland Speedway and putting it there. Why that needs to be there, I don't know. Because I mean, literally, this, it is this. It is the single greatest contribution to global warming. <laughs> I think um, also at this point, in order to clean it out, it's like an EPA hazard. Yeah, <laughs> I think they have to there's, salt the there's, land. There's China. And then there's the uh, the speedway. Um, it's all made of asbestos. Uh, and then Russia. It's all made of asbestos, yes. Um, so um, according to this, uh, uh, and, and Ryan, uh, Ryan got uh, sources from WDW Magic and WDW News Today. Um, a lot of these uh, a lot of these stories came from them. So I want to make sure we're, we're giving uh, giving a shout out. Um, Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger Spin, Space Mountain, and Astro Orbiter are the only aspects of Tomorrowland which they're thinking they're not going to see any kind of update. Um, I hope that, well, I mean, I don't want to give away the show we recorded yesterday. We recorded a best and worst, and we talked about some of this stuff. So when does that one go up, Craig? Um, Purple. Uh not this week, next week. So uh, Wednesday, right? That's next Wednesday, yeah. Yeah. So not this Wednesday, next Wednesday. We have a big discussion on some of these attractions in Tomorrowland. But, um, you know, Buzz Lightyear is in desperate need of a rehab. It's in desperate need of this stuff, and they're not working. Some of those cars are disgusting to get in. Mm. They're just mm-hmm. so worn out and worn down. Um, and Space Mountain, once you've done it out in Disneyland, you feel like we're phoning it in. Um, so I'm, once you've done it in Disneyland Paris, well, that's a whole different ball of wax. Yeah. Um, so they're thinking that a lot of the update, a lot of the uh, updates and things that are going to happen will be uh, around Tomorrowland. Obviously for for Tron, that'll be a big one. When is that? Is that supposed to open in time for the fiftieth? Yeah, so. yeah, it'll be so. open yeah. in time yeah. for the fiftieth. Um, heading over to uh, Epcot. Um, saying that Epcot's, Epcot's renovation is going to go beyond 
the 50th anniversary because the 40th anniversary of Epcot is in 2022 and that the budget right now for the renovations at Epcot in upwards of $2 billion. They are sinking in to Epcot. Well, this is what happens when you ignore it for 20 years (laughs) and you don't change anything and everything becomes dated and there's no real plan and no real vision. Then, oh, look, we got to, you know, the guys up the street are kicking our butts. We got to spend $2 billion on Epcot. They had the cast member sleeping in cars ride. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be really expensive. Um, uh, This is saying that uh, an update to the land pavilion seems less likely Hmm. um, than was originally thought. And it also seems that the Coco overlay for the Grand Fiesta Tour is not happening, Um, which I'm shocked by. I would have thought that would have been a given. You're not getting rid of something, you know, classic and iconic. I'm sorry for those of you that are like, you know, Grand Fiesta Tour purists. Um, <laughs> the only reason I go to Epcot. Oh, well, that's even an, I mean, like, that's even an, a redo. Yeah, it's not, you know? yeah that's not even the original. Right, exactly. exactly. So I'm surprised. I'm surprised by that. I, I don't think that one's going to pan out. I think they're going to definitely do yeah, a Coco. So. They should. Um, Better put Frozen characters in there. And, of course, the, uh, uh, the rumor that United Kingdom Mary Poppins is going to be the IP uh, intellectual property going into that attraction. What is, is there? Dog fighting in your neighborhood like next it. door. Someone only on Tuesdays. Out. Only on Tuesdays. The only time she lets those damn dogs out. She's watching. <laughs> What's your neighbor's name? We'll talk to her. Um, and can we say who let the dogs out? <laughs> yeah, but 1996 called. It wants its reference back. Um, so uh, yeah, the Mary Poppins uh, ride is rumored to be opening in the spring of 20, uh, 2021. Um, really, that quick, huh? And both WW Magic and WW News Today have sources saying the Wonders of Life will not be used as the festival center for Epcot festivals anymore. And that the building, which used to house multiple attractions, has also been getting a, refurbish- getting a refurbishment to its roof. And Disney executives and Imagineers were spotted outside the building in late February, leading to speculation that they may finally, finally, finally do something with that, with that pavilion. Hmm. Okay, I sent along a... a- story to content this morning that they're um is it i haven't seen black panther but wakanda i've seen it Mm -hmm. okay that is what disney is supposed according to the rumor that that's what they're going to fight universal on can they put that in wonders of life Epcot seems like a weird place to put it why wouldn't okay okay first of all if you're going to do Put Wakanda somewhere wouldn't you know Rhino's original suggestion over World Showcase would kind yeah. of make more sense. Or Animal Kingdom, um, maybe. Um, but uh, the uh, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. You know, why well, in future, future world? If, I think if, if it's future world, I, I can understand that because the their whole civilization, I and, guess, and is, just is so ahead of themselves. So folks understand what we're talking about when Disney bought Marvel. Um, because Universal uh, Orlando had an existing agreement with Marvel for uh, Superhero Island in Islands of Adventure, um, and they part of the part of the deal was that Universal was allowed to keep that in perpetuity, and that Disney would not bring mo- c- certain Marvel properties into their theme parks. Am I correct on this, Craig? 
Uh, yeah, the ones that were already currently being used at Universal Parks, as well as the ones in the Avengers family. And I guess the details was if they appeared in their own standalone thing first before they joined a group of Avengers, then they are allowed to be used. But if they were in the Avengers first then they're so not able to. Weird. It constantly changes people's interpretations on it. But I guess since even though the Black Panther made his debut in uh, Civil War, technically that was the Avengers at war with each other. From well, what a, I've read before. It was a before. Captain America movie, not an Avengers movie. But he was as part of the Avengers fighting each other. But, and when yeah, and most of the point. standalone movies. Civil War. Most of the movies, it's their their own characters not working as a team of Avengers. I it even drives me nuts. It is so intricate. Yeah. Remember on the Charlie Brown special, the parents would go wah 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 wah. That's how I feel. Well, so that's why um, it's just not cut and dried. That you know anything, any kind of success Disney has with a Marvel film can automatically be added or put into the theme parks. It's because of this deal, the, the deal that Universal had with Marvel prior to Disney buying them. So that's what Kathy is talking about. And that being said, does any I haven't seen Black Panther. Oh, you should. Okay, I, I know. There's a lot of things I should do, but um, <laughs> I haven't seen Black Panther. Is there anything about this that would fit in Future World? Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, the yeah. whole idea of their society is it's built on that um, vibranium uh deposit that hit the earth and that so they they're like a super they're secret but they're a super advanced civilization so their technology is far and beyond anything that we currently do and so i can actually see that working really well maybe i think that actually makes more sense than putting it in animal kingdom yeah go or world showcase going at like oh you know it's wakanda's technically on the continent of africa but i think it's uh, part only of the movie, yeah, only technically. Uh, I, I think part of it is it showcases more about how technologically advanced they are, and that's what more people should take away than its actual physical location. So, seeing something like this in Future World, I think would actually it, be a better thing. In also, the, long the end run. of the day, is it's what they do, yeah. right? You can put it wherever you want to put it, and we can argue about theming all we want, but if it's a crappy ride it's a crappy ride so it has to be a really good ride for it to i think it makes um, more sense than guardians though i will say that okay yeah one of the other things that i thought was interesting uh that he put in this article was that over at hollywood studios um they're thinking about adding another attraction this one based on indiana jones but using the ride systems the ride system of Shanghai Disneyland's Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Mm. Yeah? I'm so excited. You think... You th- I, I, see, I didn't... I haven't done Shanghai. Oh, my God. But you think that their, their ride through... Their ride system for Pirates would translate well for Indiana Jones? Um, uh, I don't... It doesn't matter what they do with it. The ride system's incredible. Okay. The experience itself is incredible. Because there was... Um, there was rumors that Indiana Jones might be going into... Animal Kingdom, but now they're saying no, that it's going to be over at Hollywood Studios. 
I hope they keep nerds. It. You say what? I I would like it to stay at Hollywood <laughs> Studios because it is like it's still. I get the theming with Animal Kingdom, what people think like aesthetically, it looks like it, but it has nothing to do with conservation or any of the themes that Animal Kingdom has. So and it it just kind of fits. And you think about Lucasfilm, you know, it's Star Wars, it's Indiana Jones, and it just feels right at Hollywood Studios. Also, that me, you know. particular ride mechanism leads itself to a more adventure thing. It's more about okay, you can go on this. That's adventure. also a movie property. Yeah. yeah. So until, uh, the movie, so Indiana yeah. would fit well until the next Indiana Jones movie comes out, if it ever comes out. It is Steven Spielberg's next directorial and, effort until we see it on a screen. <laughs> until it is up there. Gay nerd says what? <laughs> I. They're not going to invest. They're not going to go back and retro- retroactively invest in a property like Indiana Jones that's not currently going to make more money for them in the future. So unless they said the Mary really, Poppins, right? Oh, I guess the Mary, Mary Poppins, Poppins movie. And Touché. That's that could be the first one of many more Mary Poppins stories that comes out. That's so, true. That's very true. Uh, but with Mary Indiana Poppins Jones, first blood being, if, the- I would <laughs> love for that if they could get Sly to come back and also be Rambo. Um, over uh, speaking of Animal Kingdom, um, Dinoland USA being rumored for a complete overall update. Mm-hmm. Um, with uh, with one additional attraction, does that mean that they're leaving all the crap that's there now? But they're going to have better prices. <laughs> We're doing all this you know that off that that you know, Chester and Hester's child molester. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Why would you say it? Why? That's what I think every time I go in that park. I'm like, yeah, I could see a kid getting abducted in here. Oh my I God! Just, I, I, wow. My, my, okay, uh, move on, move on, move on. Um, <laughs> that whole area. I mean, like. Uh, not like you know the um, <laughs> the ride should start dinosaur start down. dinosaur the ride dinosaur the ride okay I like that spot that, that can stay get rid of the rest but pretty much everything else in Dinoland USA needs to go um, but well, this is suggesting that it would be an update with one new attraction I say make it better like they have I dinosaur I think is really cool and it's got Bill Nye and the queue and they talk about dinosaurs so you're learning about dinosaurs. I don't know why the rest of it isn't like that. So if they just like move, if the update gets rid of some of the carnival games and adds more exhibits about dinosaurs, I'd yeah. be thrilled. I don't yeah. even need an attraction. Just make it more educational about dinosaurs, you know? Okay, Joe Rody goes on like a rave about once a month on he Instagram does. and other places yeah. about the whole point behind Chester and Hester's. I'm not going to read it. It's It's out there. There is a point to it. I genuinely don't care. That's long- great that there's a point to it. It sucks. Well, as long as the, <laughs> the attractions, point, you know, our point, you know, that Joe Rody has his points, and God knows I love Joe Rody, but our point is it sucks. Well, but it, as long as it draws a crowd, as long say. as people keep getting in line for the roller coaster and the spinning attraction, car accidents draw a crowd. Should we have those in the box? Maybe, <laughs> but as long as people are going, I don't care. It keeps them off the attractions I want to do. So <laughs> I well, think it appeals to people. I, I, I don't think these things are mutually exclusive i think you can draw a crowd and have something decent there yeah. when they when they arrive <laughs> also why can't you take i understand that that ride is a off-the-shelf ride but you can still make that ride better mm-hmm. there's still ways to improve the optics of that ride rather than cardboard cutouts so why can't that be part of the rehab and then add something else well let's see we'll i guess we'll see what they end up doing um one other thing i want to mention before we move on to rapid fire According to WDW News Today and some others, uh, Disneyland is exploring the possibilities of restructuring how its annual passes work in preparation for the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Disney is apparently looking to revamp its blackout calendar for the year 
and there would be times where Disneyland Park is blacked out and DCA isn't. Another thing being looked at is blocking out access to Galaxy's Edge from Deluxe and Southern California pass holders for the entire summer, at least for the first year that it's open. Oh, now they are, and they're also talking about the expectation that Max Pass pricing will increase before uh, Galaxy's Edge opens. Um, now this is out in California, um, but uh, I wonder what's going to happen to annual pass holders out here with their black. I think it's going to happen out here as mm-hmm. well. Mm. Um, I think we should invest in torches and pitchforks. Just going to say, yeah. well, it's especially in Southern California. Especially, I mean, they're already angry over the price increases. They're already angry over the changes made to annual passes over the last couple of years. This, and you are messing. You are messing with a group of people you just don't right. want to mess with. The 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 Disneyland folks. That is their park. They are invested in that park. That is a locals park. That's part of their DNA, and they – it's not like it is out here where it's – this is a tourist park. That's not. That's a locals park. Mm. And they feel, rightfully so, a very invested sense of ownership in it. So when they feel like – you know, because there was a time where if you were – you know, annual pass holders at Disneyland were, were the holy grail, that Disney just treated them like gold. And now as the park's gotten busier and busier – They've been doing things to try and scale back on the number of pass holders because the crowds are getting crowds are getting out of control. Um, so that could be that could definitely be something uh, interesting in the future. And finally, um, they have released a few more details on the Star Wars Hotel going in Ooh. at Disney World, and the new resort will officially be connected to Hollywood Studios, which is what we were saying from day one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were saying it from day one. There was no other place they could put it. This was not going to be on the monorail loop at the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. um, and while no opening time frame was given, many are speculating that this hotel will be open in time for Disney's 50th anniversary in 2021. So that that's if you've if you've watched the dream show, you should go back and watch the show we do about this. Tracy speculates about something that I'm going to take credit for eventually. <laughs> she yeah. spe- like right now, she speculates that this is going to be more like a cruise line experience where you book a three, four or seven day adventure in this resort hmm. and people start on a certain day like a Sunday and it goes Sunday to whatever, and then that's your arc. That's your how they structure line. this. That's how they can keep the story structured and separated. Yeah. And think, that makes sense. And there's other little details, too, that she picked out with the wording. And yeah. literally, as we were talking about it, that's how it unraveled. And it's yeah, like I by the end of it. Went, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Mm. be very interesting. Because the other thing it says is, you know, cast members will be in character your entire stay. Well, unless they're staying with you the entire time, they have to go home. That's a good point, too. people who are going to be checking your room. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. We went way, way over. Sorry. Uh, But thank you, Ryan Teets, for that article. And uh, you can head over to www.info.com and check out uh, the full article. I just pulled some highlights out of it. Pulled a lot of highlights out of it, but you can go check that out. All right. Let's go on to rapid fire. We'll start with you, John. All right. I'll try to keep it quick. Uh, Disney's Contemporary Resort kicking off Pixar-themed pilot program for kids. On April 13th, um, children 4 to 12 can partake in Pixar-themed pilot program at the Contemporary Resort. Uh, You'll start with a Space Ranger training. Uh, Woody, Jesse will teach you how to tie each other up with ropes. Um, (laughs) That's what it says. 
great. There'll, there'll be like cars. <laughs> That's just what I need to come home to. <laughs> Piston cup challenge, and then it'll end with a dance party. <laughs> Which one of your kids is going to end up tied up? Um, we love let you guess. <laughs> uh, guests can register their children at 5 p.m., and the event will run 6 to 10.30, and the fee is $65 per child. Hmm. hmm. Jeez, oh, gosh. I don't know what's, what's going on. It, it's just getting it's brighter a, and brighter. What is yeah. going on? With, oh, I'm, excuse it's me. like a mute. It's a Michael Bay video. You now. have a visitor. <laughs> a little close encounters. Yes. Oh, oh, it looks like a wisp from Brave. Is the other J.J. Abrams is directing this episode. Yeah. It's, the sun is coming through <laughs> yeah. just right there. Just right, right. Yeah, just exactly where <laughs> I'm going to have to do the rest of the show like this. <laughs> photo that will probably block it right below. It's very um, Iron Man. Yeah, very and stop in the name of love. There you go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I don't know what's Look worse. Look at female mom. <laughs> oh, man. I thought my eyes were burnt from the sun. <laughs> more. Bob's still helping right now. <laughs> Yeah, and before anybody gives me crap about that picture, it's Bob Varley, his face on a bikini model, and it was something we did. No, I I think we did at Universal. Did that at Universal during Halloween Horror Nights one year, and I just want to say that I have because it'll be uh, ten years, uh, the end of April since Bob passed away, and I found some video. I found some video I didn't know I had of Bob, and so I'm putting that together. Um, you know, and that's Bob's way of interjecting himself in the show. He's always here. He is. He literally always taking is over. Always here. That's all I'm going to say. All right, my rapid fire is done. Thank you, John. Kevin. Mine's very rapid too. Dis- or Animal Kingdom is getting new costumes in celebration of their 20th anniversary. Shut your mouth. The Oasis and Discovery Island cast members. Are you ready? Are you all sitting down? Are you all hanging on? They're going to be able to mix and select certain pieces of their costume. To better reflect their personal style. Well, good for them. That means, right. <laughs> and the full list below. <laughs> I'm going to wear Calvin Klein today. Um, the full list of places below show that they're all getting new costumes. Do you want to hear the full list? No. No. Okay, good. It's not, <laughs> still polyester. That's right. Really they're full fireproof. Um, no, that's it. That's my big news. There wasn't a lot to pick from today. Y'all stole all the good stuff. All right. Kathy. Okay, breaking news. Um, Disney officially announced the dates for food and wine for this year. It's August 30th through November the 12th. So lots of time to go drink and party and whatever else. Pretty soon it's going to be like April to March. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be like Cracker Barrel. <laughs> you know? They already have their Christmas decorations up. <laughs> you know, I went to Flower and Garden because I like the flowers. I think that's sort of been forgotten. I mean, they did have a few standout locations, but back in the good old days. You think the flower and garden now is taking a backseat to the mm-hmm. No question. Stuff? No question. Yeah. I totally agree with that. It's sad. I mean, I'm sure it, it appeals to a different market now, but that's why I first started coming down. With They're not stuff. making money off the flowers. Oh, well, that's true. They're making money off the kiosks. And I, I w- want to say, like, the food was really good. I mean, I had some really, really we, we just did one of our dining shows uh, over there. That'll be going up in the next week or two. And uh, that's, uh, that, you know, we did it going around Epcot. Because I hadn't gone. I hadn't gone yet to check out the, the food. So, all right. Thank you, Kathy. Julie. Disney's Contemporary Resort will be holding Easter Sunday religious services. Um, so, for those of you that don't know, Easter is Sunday, April 1st. 
he's not going to rise this year. It's going to be an April Fool's joke. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I think it's so weird when April Fool's Day falls on Easter. I just it's the weirdest thing. I don't know. Julie. What? At Dreams Unlimited Travel. <laughs> it would be April Fools. He really did rise. Uh-huh. Just, you know, yeah, whatever. That's going to go over anyway. Well. Yeah. Um, Catholic Mass will be held twice, once at 8 a.m. and once at 10:30 a.m. and then a Protestant service will be held at 9:15. Um, Disney is strongly recommending that resort guests staying at any of the monorail resorts, use the monorail or watercraft to get to the contemporary resort. All other resort guests should use the resort transportation to the Magic Kingdom and then transfer to a shuttle bus after seven a- available after 7 a.m. Um, well, if you take it, you know what? Also if you be take- aware that any of these resorts are going to be under strict parking, you know, well, restrictions because of all these masses happening. If you take the services. bus, if you take the bus to the Magic Kingdom. Just walk, you, you'll just walk over to walk over. contemporary, and right. it uh, costs us sixty five dollars per person yeah. to go to mass. <laughs> For mass. Well, apparently, and they're teach you to tie I think each it's other up. free. <laughs> it's probably one of the few free things you can yeah, do. Right. Disney, I can't go. All right, thank I'll you, Julie. Rhino. Um, okay, so for anyone who was looking to register for the Run Disney um, Wine and Dine Half Marathon, apparently the registration has been delayed. The Half Marathon weekend was supposed to take place from the 1st to the 4th of November this year. Um, the It says Run Disney will have an update on the uh, registration later this week, but... People are concerned because this is what happened right before they canceled the run Disney events in Disneyland. So yeah, we don't know what's going to happen. So stay tuned to www.info.com for more information about that. Of course. Thank you, Rhino. Craig. Okay, Irish poutine is back at the <gasps> Daily Poutine in Disney Springs. So it is essentially the French fried base with. Uh, corned beef and then Guinness cheddar cheese. This one's so good. Sauce this served on top. So good. I had this it one was. twice. That time beef. we had it. Oh, I yeah. love corned corn beef. beef. I can't say corned beef. <laughs> oh my god. I'm sorry. Poutine sounds like a bad word. I know. It does. You're such a poutine. <laughs> but it's an amazing dish. It's so, so good. Yeah, we ate this last year as part of a vlog. So I'll, I'll repost a link to that so that way people can see we did a full. How to celebrate St. Patrick's Day with eating at Disney Springs last Quick year. Quick question, and John. Do you love the corned beef hash on DCL? Because I do. I haven't had it in a really long time. We know where it's really good. Is it Alani? <laughs> oh, yes, it is. Okay. I've had it there, too. Um, you know what the problem with, that, with Disney Springs is these days? There's too many places to eat. <laughs> There's too many yeah, choices. you're right. It's like... I think that's a good problem to have. It's a good problem to have, but we always like, what are we going to do? Just two choices. I'm going to go get that poutine tonight. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. Okay, glad. There's a drop. All right. Thank you for that, Craig. Before we wrap up, I wanted to discuss an article that was put up by one of our contributors, Mary McCormick. Uh, She entitled it Sacred Attractions of the Disney Theme Parks. And these are the attractions that she feels are, you know, so iconic to their parks that they can never be touched. Figment? No, did not make the list. (laughs) It's a small world. Well, she started out. We'll we'll vote on hers before we all yell things out. Um, <laughs> That's so um, fun. She started out in Disneyland Park out in California, and she said Pirates of the Caribbean was. I, now she's chainsawing. The dogs people. Have, <laughs> she's chainsawing the dogs. The dogs have weed whackers. <laughs> um, uh, she's saying Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland Park. Um, iconic can't be changed. Pirates anywhere should stay. Yeah, I agree. Well, well, oh, it is getting changed. Uh, yeah, I was yes, going to say it can be it can be changed. It can be modified and tweaked. But don't but take it, it away. Can't yeah. go away, right? It can't be something completely different. Yeah. Over at Disney California Adventure, Radiator Springs Racers. I don't know yet. 
Does that does that rise to the level of iconic? No, no. I no. think I don't think it's been around long enough yet. Really, I it, think it's great. It's going to get to the point where it's like test track, where the cars just require so much maintenance and it's going to break down even more than it already does. And eventually, once there's a lot better, newer stuff in there, its shine is going to start to go away. I disagree. I think it's too integral to the theme of that part of the park. I could never do without it. Well, that's the that's, yeah, that's the rub right there. Is that you built a whole land around, and there's that one main yeah. stream. You can't really change it, you know. Yeah. Um, Magic Kingdom, haunted mansion. Yeah. Never touch it. Agree. Right. Yeah. How could you do it? They've they've updated it, so I know it just won't go away. Well, I'm, I'm thinking about you know too uh, when Disneyland made its changes to Small World and added. IP characters into it, you know, Ariel, Lion King. If they want to add in the Nightmare Before Christmas stuff over here, I'd be more than okay with that. Oh, yeah. No, when they do the overlay at Halloween, you mean? Well, they've already yeah. added IP yeah. into Pirates of the Caribbean with J- uh, Captain Jack Sparrow. Um, Radio Springs Racers is one massive IP. Um, when you talk about changes, I don't think about tweaks. No. I think about like massive changes yeah. like Stitch going away and things like that. Well, it was that absurd rumor going around from some clickbait website saying that a uh, small world was going to close and be yeah. replaced with a tangled ride. <laughs> Start questioning things. <laughs> okay. Just because you read it on Facebook doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> from the Russian. Extrapolate that throughout your life. They also, they we can start start here. <laughs> just in case anyone is, it's the I will give the name. It's Viral Disney because whoever runs it is just getting clicks for fun at this point. They also wrote a story that said Disney's going to eventually start charging you $10 for every fast pass you book but then miss. Which, where do you even come up with that? Like, are you sitting on the toilet board all the time? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the visual. (laughs) Yeah, Um, again, I think if if you're going to add IP to things, I think that's okay. Taking something like Pirates Away is unacceptable. All right, Epcot, Spaceship Earth. I, I honestly, if they, I, I, this might be an unpopular opinion. I do love that attraction, but I think if they were to re, like, just like wipe out what's in there and do something else that's in that theme, but maybe like cutting edge, they can last another 30, 40 years, whatever. Same, same track, but different stuff, or completely uh, got it. Maybe, I don't know. Ride. You know, that's up to the Imagineer, but I, something in that vein, but maybe just like something that now, for the 40th anniversary, if they were like, we're going to put something in there that now is going to revision the next 40 years of the park, I might be okay that's with it. That's pretty cool. There yeah. was a rumor that they were going to put a roller coaster in there at one time. What if they? I don't know it? how that would work. Well, but history at seventy miles an hour. Well, yeah, I was going to say, but you know, I'm going to do that in future world. Yeah. All right, this one. Uh, uh, okay, I don't know what she was thinking or drinking when she wrote this one. Um, Hollywood Studios, Phantasmic. No, oh, I saw that too. Yeah. Not only like, oh. can that be, can that, is that not sacred? It should be eradicated from the face <laughs> yes, of the earth. Exactly. Um, especially if you've seen the real Phantasmic out in mm-hmm. Disneyland, it's 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 a, an abomination, uh, Phantasmic mm-hmm. in, in Hollywood Studios. Does anybody agree that that's iconic? No, no, no. no. To that park, what is iconic to Hollywood Studios? Tower, Tower of Terror. Terror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rock and roller Even coaster. if you don't, I rock and roller coaster, not so much. Yeah. But Tower of Terror is, I think it 
it hits everything. The the building itself is iconic. Uh, the it's quotable at this point. People like it's it's also the original. Mm-hmm. With that, I it just has something to offer. And Even if you don't like thrill rides, you can love the theming. I mean, it has that. It's not a billboard, but you know the weird Hollywood Town Tower advertisement. You know, in the, yeah. out in the middle of the median. I love that thing. Yeah. I also think. <laughs> I think Muppets is iconic. I think Muppets started that park, and I think that something Muppets related has to stay. I, I agree; I it has to stay. I don't. I wouldn't. If you would put them side by side, I would take Tower of Terror as the iconic one, but Muppets is right up there for me. Yeah, it may have to be fixed. It may have to be modernized a little yeah. bit, but I think it's a great staple. Of At park. Animal Kingdom, she has Kilimanjaro safaris. Yeah, you need that. Yeah. Is that the iconic yeah. attraction of that park? No. Yeah. You think it's Everest? Then what is it, John? Uh, the drive up. <laughs> <laughs> That's the iconic attraction. That's the iconic attraction. Uh, I, yeah, I don't look at Animal Kingdom as being iconic at all. I think it's more fluid than the other parks. Nope. Rhino's back there. Actually, oh, he clutched his pearls. I'm not the only one today. He's gasped all day long. <laughs> All right, and finally, uh, she puts the monorail. Now, there have been rumors lately that Disney was going to do away with the monorail and things like that. Um, what do you think? I don't think they should ever get rid of it. I think yeah. they should invest the money that they should have been investing, like you said. It's another one of those things you can't wait 50, 40, 50 years to fix something and then not expect to have to pay a crap load of money to fix it. But it is, for me, for many, for anybody, I think, it is the symbol of, like, Disney World is that transportation, that monorail that just cuts through the skyline, you know, and brings you up to as you make the turn and you see the castle. If I any video I would ever make about Disney World or the Magic Kingdom specifically would start with the doors of that monorail, you know. See some Glade plugins up in that thing. Oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> I think the iconic shot is it going into the contemporary yeah. hotel. Yeah. What they should have done was instead of making these sky buckets, they should have extended the monorail to those resorts, but. Well, see, I look at the other side. While the whole uh, transportation using gondolas right now, it's getting cheaper and it's a really effective form of transportation. And so I would go back and look at the Walt philosophy of not sticking on something just because because it worked at that time. If the gondolas end up being a more practical solution that gets you uh, places faster, easier, and it doesn't have that smell, I'll look towards the future. <laughs> they're going to smell. No, but, you know but you, smell. you'd have they to could. keep it like a ride, though, still, or yeah. something. I, I still is one of those, it's a symbol, I feel like, at this I point. I agree with you on certain things, Craig, but I don't agree on everything. If, that, if you extrapolate that out to other parts of the world and tear down the Coliseum, it's not useful anymore. I'm sure they could find something better to put up in Rome. There are certain things that, mm-hmm. even though the history is short, they are they do become part of the history. And I think the monorail is some of that history, especially in Walt Disney World. Well, he's not saying tear down the monorail. He's just saying don't take my suggestion, which is extend it out. Oh, I thought he wanted to tear oh, down. Oh, oh, okay. I honestly, I, I prefer, when I go to Magic Kingdom, if I'm in a rush, I use the monorails, but I would rather use the... The ferry boats we going back ferry. and forth. We are That's told all the time tonight. that our opinion is different yeah. than guests who come once a year. Yeah. And I think to myself, anybody that's coming once a year has seen the video of that monorail 
and has memories of that monorail. There are people who and ride get on that. Well, you know, I was just my, you know, say but the best also, you know, what my response to that is now when people say, "Oh, well, you know, you you, you live there." You like our opinions when it's about where to eat because we go there all the time mm-hmm. and right. where to spend your money because we go there all the time. So I think people just like with, to complain. Take the good with the bad. But I think my point is I don't think anybody that is planning a trip to Disney World, I think that's part of it. I personally think one of the best rides in all of the parks is the ride from the uh, Ticket Transportation Center to Epcot. Yeah. That's a great. That's a I'm great ride. Talking, on the, that's, yeah, on that the stands up to every single attraction. I think that's better than going to the Magic Kingdom. For me, I don't. Th- I think the ferry boat has that better reveal when the last island that's blocking the Magic Kingdom. When you come around that and you see the castle and you're standing at the front of the ferry boat, that's better than the monorail. I would say they're both the iconic, though. So that's I would, like, I would just right. throw that in there too. And I think the monorail still looks futuristic. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does. Agreed. All right, folks, that is going to do it for our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next Tuesday with a pre-recorded version of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Have a great week. 